Good evening, Brant. Garage Shakes, episode 23. How are we doing, my friend? I'm doing well, Dave, man. What's up with you? How you doing? Doing pretty good. Excited for some NFL playoffs this weekend. And I actually I'm really excited for that. I, I want to spend the bulk of our of our episode today on the NFL playoffs. Just some different uh, topics of conversation. I want to pick your brain about, you know, something controversial that you put up on Facebook that I want to talk about. Uh, so we're going to spend the bulk of our energy there. Uh, but before we shift to the NFL, uh, let's go, let's go to college here for a second. We just wrapped up the college football season. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, uh, but Georgia, Alabama, Brant, Georgia Bulldogs hats off to them. We have crowned them the national champions and, you know, rightfully so, but I want to know your takes watching that game. We were kind of texting throughout the whole thing, man. What did you think of that game? Uh, and what were, what were some things that you kind of just, what were your takeaways? I guess. My main takeaway was the game changed when Jamison Williams got hurt. Um, that was a big, that was a big loss for Alabama. I think as soon as that happened, it kind of took away that deep threat for Bryce and they never really were quite the same. I thought Bryce Young played a heck of a game. Uh, the Georgia defense obviously showed out when it had to. Um, but the threat of the run had really disappeared in the second half for Alabama, and it was kind of just all aerial attack. And, man, I'm telling you what, Bryce Young is the real deal. That play he made on that uh, touchdown pass where he spun to his right and he's rolling out and he hits him coming back across the field, uh, that was a special play from a special player. Um, however, overall, that Georgia defense is absolutely as good as advertised. Uh, they took it to them in the fourth quarter, and that was the difference in the game. And hats off to Kirby Smart, man. Um, hell of a recruiter. Obviously put these guys in possession, positions to be successful. And uh, Georgia is the king of the college football world right now, and everybody's chasing them. So, you know, I, I genuinely think that uh, – I don't know if you saw Kirby Smart. They kind of – before the game started, one of the uh, the ladies pulled him aside, you know, like they do for the coaches for the game and said, Coach, you know, have a salty taste in your mouth, whatever, losing to Alabama in the SEC championship. Uh, how, you know, what what sort of adjustments, what are you expecting for tonight uh, to get a win against Alabama? And he was just like, yeah, we practice a lot. <laughs> Like we, so, that was, that was like, his comment was like, we practice a lot and, and go ahead. You can comment on that. And then I'll finish my point. Dave, uh, we get a lot of Jim Harbaugh commentary and it's very vanilla and very to the point, And it's very about football. If you listen to Kirby smart, the more I listen to him, he got a lot of exposure for this college football playoff. He is Jim Harbaugh esque. He is locked in. He is focused. And he's almost a step, I think, a little bit more crazy than Jim. I mean, he really wanted this thing. He didn't want to talk about anything but being there in that moment. And when a question's asked you like that and that's your response, that's probably all that dude's been thinking about 24-7 since last season. Man, so and I, I, I think that Georgia defense, you already said it, they, they were as advertised. You know, it's funny. Everybody has different reactions watching games like this. Like it was 9-6 to six or whatever at one point. People are like, this is the most boring national championship game ever. I was loving it. Like, I was like, I felt like I was watching elite football, to be quite honest with you. Hard hits, fast plays, 
with like the best playmakers in the country on the field. Like those two teams were clearly the best two teams in the country. Um, and there, you know, th- there were certainly questions around Georgia's defense after what happened against Alabama in the SEC championship. They obviously showed out against Michigan. Um, but then when they came out and, and, and they looked really, really good against Alabama, um, a very difficult team to, uh, to, to throw that defense. At. And it's just like, man, you're just watching, honestly, first round NFL talent play. Uh, and it was awesome. And how about Will Anderson on the other side of the ball for Alabama? That kid is a freak. Um, and, and there are, there were so many guys in the game. Like I thought my heart went out to Jameson Williams, like, and you know, they had just lost John Mechie too in the last game. So seeing Jameson Williams go down like that, who's, you know, about to be a first round draft pick. Hopefully he still is. I would assume he still is. His draft stock may fall a little bit. Um, but they, they just, uh, man, on, on both sides of the ball, you're just like, watch almost in amazement of, uh, how, how good those two teams were. So, and, and that's how it should be. Now I I'm sick of, we, we don't need to talk about the elite talent, go to the same schools every year. The bottom line is, is like, yeah, I'd love to see it spread out, but if it's going to be a national championship game, bottom line, give me the two best teams in the country. And we surely saw that the other night and, and the Bulldogs were the best team in the country this year. They had one misstep. They corrected it. They got themselves a national championship. So um, hats off to them is absolutely right. And to Kirby smart did a heck of a job um, coming in and having his guys prepared uh, for, for this game. So shifting out of college football, Quickly on college hoops, Brant. Last episode, 22, we were talking, trying to get some insight on Michigan and Michigan State. Um, as you know, as our listeners know, uh, if you watch college hoops, you didn't watch college hoops between Michigan and Michigan State. It was postponed, uh, COVID-related. And then Michigan then followed up with another postponement against Purdue. Like, these are all the, like, <laughs> the big games on the schedule, kicking the can down the road. I don't know if they're going to replay these games. Um, I'm hearing, Bran, are you hearing the same thing that game on tomorrow night, Friday? We're recording this Thursday night right now. Friday night, Michigan has Illinois, uh, and it sounds like they will be uh, or have a full team. Is that is that accurate? And, if, and yeah. give us a pulse on anything that you've been reading on, you know, this Michigan-Michigan State stuff and just the postponed games in general. Yeah, so here's the deal. Um, let's start with the postponement. Um, so basically Michigan state and Illinois, or I'm sorry, Michigan state and Purdue actually don't have to reschedule those as far as I know, um, which is the biggest concern. And a lot of, uh, state fans were kind of like, Oh, Michigan's afraid to go play, uh, Michigan state. But I, I just don't think that's the case. Obviously these guys aren't afraid at this level. What, what ends up happening is, um, you know, Jawan let, Tom no on Friday night about 10:45 p.m. He was like, "Hey, this ain't gonna happen. Um, you know, we're just we don't have the bodies." And so Tom Tom actually came out and said that he had a lot of respect for Jawan for doing that, um, even though they were already in Ann Arbor. Um, but uh, really, at the end of the day, it was a health and safety situation. Um, so it definitely Tom didn't speak to Michigan trying to duck them at all or anything like that. Um, so that was really cool to see, but as far as trying to make this game up, Michigan's going to need this game a hell of a lot more than Michigan state's going to want it, Dave. 
Um, and I mean, Purdue may want the game as well because they're going to be in the thick of a Big Ten championship race. Um, but if I'm Michigan State, I might be looking the other way too. Like, if it fits into our schedule, cool. If it doesn't, we're not going to make time for you, uh, especially a trip to Chrysler. Uh, you can come up in here and see us, you know, and which Michigan will. But to return the favor at home, I, I don't see why Michigan State would really want to do that unless the league forced them to do that. And it doesn't sound like the league's going to force that upon them. Obviously, Michigan won't sustain a loss. Um, but, you know, missing out an opportunity at a top 10 team at home will hurt uh, the resume chances. So um, looking at that, everything I hear, they're on for tomorrow. Um They've got most of their players back. I think they actually started practicing yesterday or the day before with the full roster uh, because of the five-day quarantine situation now with the CDC and how things have changed. Uh, don't be surprised, though, if you're watching the game tomorrow night and you see guys with masks on because uh, Wisconsin was actually doing that where they were wearing masks for the guys that were cleared the five-day quarantine period and had to wear the five days of the mask or whatever so don't be surprised if you see that but at the end of the day Michigan's got to get these games in and it's interesting about the Illinois game Dave because do you remember all the drama that happened last year oh yeah and they were very upset with Michigan uh playing less games (laughs) yeah and absolutely they should be um so there's a there's a score to settle and Illinois licking their chops they and it's in Champaign um this game is not in Ann Arbor so Michigan coming off the COVID pause lacking some leadership it's going to be a tough game uh but one that michigan is going to look to bounce back uh someone's going to have to start leading this team well and they've been looking to bounce back for a while and and the disappointing thing is i don't know whether they were going to win or lose that game uh, against michigan state at home uh and and same with the game at purdue i mean anything can happen in in college hoops obviously they were you know likely going to be the underdog in 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 those games um, but they could have won those games. And what's, I guess, concerning to me, and you kind of hinted at it is you're losing your chance to, to win these games. Um, I get it. Yeah. You, you, you may not, you may not lose them cause you didn't play it, but, um, uh, right now, Michigan, their resume ain't good. Um, and it, and it's almost non-existent at this point, they've got to get some key signature wins. And when you start pulling those games off the schedule, and you're not rescheduling them. Like, I get it. Yeah, we're going to go play in East Lansing later. Like, we'll have an opportunity to do that. But I, I don't love not having a chance to play the number 10 team in the country at home. Like, they, we, we need some signature wins um, and not just like a squeak and buy wins here in the in the Big Ten against teams we probably should be beating anyways. So, um, that it was disappointing. I will definitely be tuned in tomorrow night, though, for that Illinois game. Uh, the storyline from last year, there is bad blood. Um, and a lot of bitterness between, uh, especially on the Illinois side towards Michigan. Uh, so, you know, it'll be an interesting one, but this will be a good one for Michigan to play tough in, um, to have, you know, hopefully Illinois is going to come out in a home game with a chip on their shoulder. Michigan's going to need to respond. The question is who is going to put this team on their back? You know, Hunter, Hunter can get chippy out there. Um, and, and that's okay. If he can stay out of foul trouble, Um, and, and I, I really, I really am wondering outside of Hunter and Eli Brooks, who's going to take the next step. Like we know what Brandon Johns is. We know that he's experienced, but like, 
is he gonna is he ready to take that step this season um to to, to be a consistent player or to be there when Not we need him season, in the big moment yeah like tomorrow like you got it but like th- that's the thing is like time is ticking right now man it's mid-january you know, we keep saying wait 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 you know it seems like there there was literally seems like and, and correct me if i'm wrong michigan's played like two games in the last month haven't they three no, they, maybe they were on, yeah they were on break from like the 21st and they had the game against ucf and then they played rutgers so yes so since the 21st of december they played two games concerning so yeah they're gonna need somebody to 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 step up you hope that this pause was a good thing they look at it as like a start of a new season type of an outlook i hope that's what happens but we definitely will see you know go blue they got a big one ahead of them i do trust in in juan to have them to have them ready um but it's going to be no easy task so looking forward to it all right brant nfl which is what i'm most excited about heading into the weekend um Got a lot of good games, and I want to pick your brain on a, on a couple of topics, okay? I'm going to fire away at some things. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, first of all, looking at all these matches, um, and I'm just going to name them for all, of our, for all of our listeners, you've got the Niners at the Cowboys, you've got the Raiders at the Bengals, you've got Patriots at the Bills, Eagles at the Bucks, Steelers at the Chiefs, and Cardinals at the Rams. So, Brent, out of those matchups, which one is the most intriguing one to you? Like, what are you, which one are you most looking forward to watching? Um, and you can't pick the Cowboys because we're <laughs> Cowboys fans. <laughs> Disclaimer. Okay, Dave, thanks for that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Pats at Bills. Um, one of the reasons is Bill Belichick, what do we know about Bill? Is that he can build a defense. He knows what he's doing on that side of the ball. Mac Jones, rookie QB, um, Bill's made a career out of wrecking rookie QBs, basically, coming out of the AFC East. So it's interesting to me that he's on the other end of the spectrum now where he's got to live with a rookie QB, which is going to be a lot of fun, I think, in this game, just to see what Mac Jones has. And Dave, let me ask you this question. What are the Bills? Are the Bills a good football team? Are they a great football team? Are they a bad football team? I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I think that the, the question really, Josh Allen's a, a, a good football player. He's a good quarterback. Um, we, in terms of the playoffs, getting them to the next level, that there's, you know, I think like I've got my eyes on him. I won't say he's got the most pressure on him. I know we're going to hold on to, 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 that, uh, to that conversation here in a bit. Um, but Josh Allen's going to need to show up. He's going to not, he's going to need to not turn the ball over and he's going to need that run game to like, he's going to need Devin Singletary who like finally decided to be a running back these last couple of weeks of the season. They're going to, they're going to need that. Um, and, and I think that the, the bills better be very careful here. I'll just put it that way. The bills better be very careful. Um, they're the more talented team. They're the more experienced team. Mac Jones playing in his first playoff game. You're playing against Bill Belichick. He's going to have a really good game plan. And, you know, it's probably going to be cold. And I can just, I can see it now, man. And it's the night game. It's like Saturday night. I, I can see it right now. 
Um, and, and yeah, I, I think the all, all eyes are on, on Josh Allen. Mac Jones doesn't have pressure to me right now. Mac Jones can go out there and enjoy this first game and do what he's been doing. And, you know, they may get a good game from like Ramondre Stevenson or a Damian Harris, um, who knows, but they, the pressure is not on the Patriots. The pressure is on the bills. So I, yeah, that, that matchup intrigues me too. Um, and one more thing on this game. You, you hit on it how Mac Jones doesn't have very much pressure on him. Uh, Bill Belichick with a loose quarterback, uh, a great defense, all the chips on his shoulder, um, and a Bills team he's just dominated for however long. So I love this matchup for the Patriots, actually. Um, I know we'll get into bets in a little bit, but um, let me just tell you, Dave, I think on this game – one word, under. I don't know oh, how you yeah. feel about it, but I, I see it as kind of a slugfest. I mean, Mac Jones played in a game a few weeks ago where he threw the ball three times the entire game. So right. That's, Bill's game plan is to manage, have Mac manage the game uh, and get him to W's. Um, actually, I think it was against it, the Bills. It was against the Bills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The wind, was, the wind was bucking. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Can I give you my take on the game that yeah. I'm excited for? Absolutely. Bring it on, man. Dude, I, I'm kind of digging this Saturday slate, actually. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this Raiders-Bengals game. Like, how weird is it to say that? Um, Raiders-Bengals, I think it's going to be a really good game. Raiders squeak by past the, past the Chargers to get into the playoffs. Um, field goal in overtime to, to send them here. They, I like their story, right? They lose John, uh, Coach Gruden you know, partway through the season and you kind of talked about it last week, like Derek Carr is just, he's just kind of like gets them there to win the game. And that's what he did. That's what, that's what they do. And on the flip side of it, you've got Joe Burrow who is just lighting things up with Jamar chase. Now the question is, you know, he's, he's less tested, right. Than, than Derek Carr. Does Derek Carr have uh, much playoff experience? If any at all, Dave, I think they were like the one seed in 16 or 17 and he, he got hurt right before the playoffs. Ah, like, that's right. That's yeah, right. Like, yeah. Yeah. He definitely got hurt before that. I can't remember exactly what happened to him, but he got hurt. And then um, uh, Michigan state's pride, Connor cook had to take over that team. That's right. That's right. So, so I still think though, even, even without the playoff experience, he's more tested just off of experience alone. Uh, Joe Burrow is a stud though. I'm not, I mean, like I'm excited to watch him in that connection to Jamar Chase. My question is, you know, the Bengals, their strategy was to rest their guys um, in week 29 or week 18, whatever it was with the added week. Um, they decided to rest their guys. So, you know, they lost a week there. I, it doesn't do anything to their connection, right? These guys have been tossing the pigskin since their days at LSU, but I do wonder what that does when your team is rolling like that last game they played together. They were rolling like I haven't seen an an NFL wide receiver and quarterback have a game like that where they just did literally whatever they wanted. Um, Maybe I can think of like a game uh, with like Tyreek Hill and Mahomes uh, like a year or two ago where Tyreek was doing whatever he wanted. But it was insane. But my question is, like, when you take time off like that, they're riding that high of the momentum. What did that do for them in that week off? Did, or, or did they use that to get healthy, to get refocused, to get ready? I mean, that's I'm really excited to see because I'm not sure what the storyline is there. I'm not 
favoring one team over the other. Um, I actually kind of dig both teams and, and want them to, to do well, but I'm excited to, to, to watch that game. I think it's going to be a really close game, by the way. I agree with you. I think it's going to be uh, a close game, and I also think it's going to be high scoring. I would be hammering the over on that game. Okay. And I think there's going to be some points definitely scored. The Bengals' defense is not is not stellar by any means, and Darren Waller is back for the Raiders. Um, so I expect him to put put up a pretty big game as well. Right. So, what what is a so next question for you, Brant? <clears throat> In the NFL playoffs, is there a team like a, a one seed? Well, let's stay away from the one seeds, the Titans and the Packers right now, because um, they're not playing this weekend. Two seed, three seed. Um, is there any team right now that you kind of see on potential upset alert um, that, you know, that have a real chance of, of losing this weekend? Because I've got mine. All right, Dave, I think I'm going to steal yours. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, okay. th- I think it's not I mine. That, okay. It's not yours. Okay. Well, I'm going with the Bucs. Um, and this would be a huge shock, right? Like this would be a large upset in the grand scheme of things. Um, I, I think that the Buccaneers uh, haven't played well consistently all year long. Um, match that with Chris Godwin going down. Now they are getting back a couple defenders. Shaq Barrett, I think is coming back. Levante David is back in the mix. Um, so that is good, but their secondary is still so bad, Dave. Um, and I don't know if Jalen Hurts can exploit that enough. I heard there's going to be rain in Tampa this weekend. Um, it's going to be nasty out there. Uh, but I also don't think that really favors the Bucks in any fashion anyway. So Mm-mm. I think if – and this is the other thing, Dave. Do you remember that the Eagles and the Bucks played earlier in the year? I do. Yeah, okay. Yep. That game was actually a lot closer it than was. it should have been. It, it, um, so to me, I don't look at this as like the Eagles are afraid to play the Buccaneers. I think they're actually kind of like, hey, we've had these guys before and we almost had them. Now's our chance to actually get them and shock the world. Um, so it, it, to me, this is everything, all, a lot of pressure on the Buccaneers and no pressure on the Eagles. And a lot of times in those matchups, it favors the team with the less pressure. And I look for the Eagles, if not to win the game, I think they're right there at the end. Okay. That's a, that's a hot take uh, for sure. Because I mean, the Eagles, I I do not think that they're very good and uh, they are like an, they can score, they can score, they can score. Um, They're like an annoying team. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I, I did see that the Bucks are getting back Leonard Fournette, which is going to help them, especially if they're going to have some rain down there. They're going to need to to run the football. You know, they don't need Tom Brady to throw it for 300 yards to win this game. They're the more talented team. Now we'll talk spreads and all that probably in the betting segment, but the spread is is it's almost at 10 points, um, I, I believe. So uh, that that seems a little a little much for me, uh, but. You know, I, I would be that would be a surprising one for me. Like that's a good take. If the if the Eagles were to win, I don't see it happening personally. I do not think that they're a good football team. Um, and I know that the the Bucks are banged up and that secondary is no good. I don't see Jalen Hurts having the skill set to necessarily exploit that, unless he, you know he, he creates some magic with Devontae Smith or Jalen Rieger or something. I I don't know, and I don't know like what Miles Sanders' role is there if he's even back yet. Their running game is so. Sometimes they roll with Gainwell. Sometimes it's Boston Scott. Like I just, 
I don't know. I, I don't know what to, to say about the about the Eagles, but that's a good pick. So, Brant, unfortunately, my pick, who I think is on upset alert, are our Dallas Cowboys. I'm not saying that I think they're going to lose, but I think they're, that they have a very, very difficult matchup. And no, I'm not scared of Jimmy G. I know what our defense can do. Um, I, I think that they're, the Niners are going to bring it on defense. And losing Michael Gallup hurt. Cedric Wilson has stepped up um, as sort of that, that third wide receiver threat. Zeke has got to have a good game. Um, or Tony Pollard or the combination of the two, they've got to be able to run the football. Otherwise, you're putting a lot of pressure on Dak to, to throw the ball. And, and he's been inconsistent at times this year. Now, he just had the best game of, of the season against the Eagles and threw five touchdowns. So I'm not doubting my confidence in him. But I do think that this matchup is going to be very, very close. And I think the Niners have some weapons and Shanahan has some tricks up his sleeves. And I'm not just talking about Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk's also a, sort of a unique tool type of player. Um, Elijah Mitchell is running the ball very well right now. Um, and, and, and I think that the, you know, the, the Cowboys are going to need to make Jimmy G beat them. Um, and, and, and that's just the bottom line. And I, I think that they can, I think it is a very real possibility, but my confidence level is not like, oh yeah, Cowboys got the Niners. They should roll in this game. I think this one's going to be a, a dog fight. What's your take on this Cowboys game? Unfortunately, I agree with you and I don't want to agree with you, but you're right. That is a tough physical team. And, uh, we know what Kittle brings. We know what Debo Samuel brings. I, you're right, Dave. That's not a surprise on that side of the ball. This is what the 49ers are. They want to score anywhere from 17 to 27 points, and they want to beat you by three to po- three points to seven points, and they want to grind you out. Mitchell, can he can tote the rock. They have a good offensive line, and that's the bread and butter, is they want to time possession you. The Cowboys have to be smart in this game. And by smart, I mean – Dak can't have bad turnovers. Uh, Zeke can't put the ball on the ground. You got to be good with it. And the other thing is our defense sometimes takes unnecessary risks. Um, and, and they are an opportunistic defense. They do turn, they do turn the other team over Dave, but they also kind of get caught with their hand in the cookie jar sometimes. And it has burned us in the past. So I am interested to see if we over blitz, if we overcommit to a, 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 uh, stop and go because so, Jimmy G uh, can make those throws. Like I know. he's not, I'm, I'm saying I'm not scared of him, but he's also like that quarterback. That's just good enough that if you get over aggressive like that, he can make those throws and they will exactly. burn you and they have the players to do it. Yep. Um, and that Jennings kid or where, like he stepped up too last game. Yep. And I was like, man, that's just like another weapon. So, right. and the other thing about this is Kyle Shanahan's a great coach and the Niners aren't scared of anybody. We know that. Nope. Um, they punched the Rams in the mouth at their place last weekend. And um, it's it's just going to be really interesting, too, because you know the 49ers are going to travel well. They will have a <laughs> – they will fill up uh, Jerry, Jerry Land, and it will be a loud atmosphere down there in Dallas this weekend. Um, so the Cowboys better be ready. And I think if the Cowboys can score anywhere from 24 to 31 points, they can pull this one out. But 
I don't know if they can get there, Dave. Right. A lot of history in this rivalry dating back to the nineties here. Yeah. Yeah. History for more like you and I, anybody younger than us were kind of like, what are you talking about? Right. 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 Yeah. (laughs) No, I I'm pumped. I mean, I'm very excited about the matchup. I think it's, I think it's going to be a really, really good game. Um, and, and, and I'm, I'm excited to see how it plays out, but definitely I, the Cowboys are no shoe in as the, uh, the three seed right now against the Niners. Um, all right, Brant. So you posed a question out on Facebook uh, earlier this week and kind of caused some controversy a little bit and not controversy. You're just, it, it was a good question because people have strong opinions about this and it's not about the, the lions, but it sure feels like it's about the lions at times because it involves Matthew Stafford and Brant, what was the exact question that you posed out there? Do you remember what, what you, yeah, I got it. Uh, imagine if Stafford and the Rams lose this weekend, do you think the Rams fans would make as many excuses as lions fans did for him? He has to be under the most pressure as far as QBs go in this playoffs, maybe Rogers, but probably Stafford. Okay. So give, give me your elaborate on that. Why, why do you feel like staff? So you're saying out of, out of any game this weekend, or in the playoffs, really, or let's just say in the playoffs in general, you you feel like the quarterback that is under the most pressure is Matthew Stafford. Tell me why. Dave, if you listen to any sort of Detroit sports radio or if you've been around any Lions fans, which we all know, we do both. So we are very in tune with the excuses that were made for Matt Stafford. And Matt Stafford is a good quarterback. We know that. Is he elite? That's what we've got to find out. Now, he's had good defenses when he was in Detroit, and he lost in the playoffs. He's had good offenses in the playoffs in Detroit, and he's lost those games as well. So, yeah, people will say, oh, you know, he had, he didn't have this, he didn't have that. I'm tired of it. Don't tell me he doesn't have what now, okay? So he's got to prove something to us as fans that he is elite and that he can take that next step in the playoffs. Don't tell me he doesn't have a defense because Aaron Donald's standing there. Defensive player of the year. Don't tell me that because Jalen Ramsey's there. He's been one of the best corners in the league for how long? Like, don't tell me that these guys aren't aren't going to be out there balling out for him. So we know that they've got athletes, Dave. I'm talking Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Higby, OBJ. He's got Michelle in the backfield. Like, he's got weapons basically everywhere, way more than he had in Detroit or whatever people want to say even though, I mean, he had some good ones in Detroit, but whatever. Maybe they aren't at the Rams level as they are right now. But you cannot tell me that this guy can go 0-4 in the playoffs and people are like, eh, you know, no big deal. And I'm tired of hearing the excuse like, oh, it's just Stafford, so oh well if he loses. Like, no, he's getting paid a great salary for no results in the playoffs. No, you don't get off the hook like that, my man. Okay, so – The only reason why I think that Stafford, I, okay. Remove yourself from like the lions thing. Okay. Like we're not lions fans. Okay. But you can't just say that his Owen three record isn't a thing. No, it it is a thing. I, my question is, it's not, it's not my question. I, I think you're onto something, but I think like you're coming at it from the angle of like, 
the the annoyance with the lion fans because and i want to talk about that in a second of like just their love for like stafford and how great that they think he is and let's see now essentially like what can he do or can't he do with all these weapons around him the reason why i think that i don't think that the most pressure is on stafford but i do think that there's pressure on him um from the rams organization really um when, when you give up the amount of draft capital the amount of draft capital that they did to bring Matt Stafford to, to LA, especially if you're coming off, uh, you know, he, we know that he's had his injuries. Now to his credit, he plays through them most of the time, but the back issues became a very real thing in Detroit. Well, he, you know what, when you give up what they gave multiple first round picks, they give up their starting quarterback who's much younger than Stafford. I mean, obviously Jared Goff is not as good as, as Stafford, um, but they, they gave up, uh, they gave up a lot. And when you give up that much and you get to this point and it's a wild card round of the playoffs, you're expecting that move, that big splash move that you made that had all that attention in the offseason. Forget the great regular season and how fun they were to watch at times. Um, you know, Stafford threw some critical picks this last game when they collapsed against the Niners. Um, he under, he completely underthrew OBJ on that last one that cost them the game. Um, shout out Ambry Thomas, go blue. Um, he's had his issues. He leads the league in pick sixes. Um, all that said, this, all that chatter will start to go away from, from people, you know, to, to your take and your questions are around him and whether he can do this or whether he can't. And no excuses, which I agree, Brant. There are no excuses for Matt Stafford right now. Zero for me. But if he goes out and wins, and wins this game and looks really good, gets over that hump and gets his first playoff win, does it change your mind? Absolutely. No, I mean, that's not okay. – and I know it sounds so simple, but absolutely it does. And you have to give credit where credit is due. If he plays well, he puts up two, three touchdowns with a few hundred yards, and he gets those wep- if he gets those weapons, the ball, then I'll shut up. But okay. don't tell me right now that I can't say what what is factual. Those are facts. 0-3 hasn't looked good. He did have the good playoff game against the Saints, whatever. Let's not dwell on the past. Let's talk about this year, Dave, when you talk about leading the league in pick sixes. Not great. And this is playoff time now. Those mistakes are amplified. The Cardinals may not let you get another chance at the ball. Like, they're just as hungry. They have been kind of picked on this year, too, about – Hey, you guys aren't as good as people think you are. Well, so, and, and I, the Lions. you know, the, the, the matchup is interesting, right. In, in of itself, because the Cardinals have their issues. They, they could, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch this, this game too, just because of all the storylines. And, and really it's the, for the Cardinals, it's like, okay, Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, you're here. They sputter. Like at what, at one point they were, they had the best record in the NFL, actually. Um, I, I, I believe anyway, don't quote me on that. And then, man, they, they have finished 11 and six um, in true Cardinal fashion. They've limped their way into the, into the playoffs. Uh, and really, you know, that win against the, against the Cowboys really helped propel them here. But they're here. Once again, we're living in the now. Curious to see, can the Cardinals get over that hump? Like, because they have their issues of their own. Sure, you got the story of Stafford, and can he get his first playoff win? Um, but the, but the Cardinals have a Cliff Kingsbury in particular. 
like, what do you think happens? Rams come out and win this game. You think Cliff Kingsbury keeps his job? You know, unfortunately, I don't think he keeps his job, but that's a mistake. I, I really think that's a bad call. I think their offense really isn't too much to blame at the moment. Um, and I think he deserves one more year. Okay. But, I, I mean, they're the type that fired their coach one year after hiring. Uh, I can't remember Raheem Moore, maybe. I can't yeah. remember exactly who it was, but yeah, they, they axed him pretty quick. So you went out and you got this guy, you hand selected him. This, I, I think Cliff Kingsbury is actually a pretty good coach. So, okay. Um, and then the, yeah, I, 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 I do. I agree with that. I, my jury's still out on him though. He's got to win. You know, you can't, you got to have the same expectation for, for everybody. I, I agree. I think he is a good coach, but you got to go out and, and get a win, especially after you sputtered um, at the end of the end of the year here. So that's going to be a, a very intriguing game. I'm going to, so the quarterback that I think has the, the most pressure um, has got to be Aaron Rodgers, which I know is like the easy way out um, outside of Matt Stafford. I think that with all the drama that surrounded the Packers in the offseason and him playing in Capital One, the match, and just like all the banter about whether he was even going to come back and play football, not showing up. Oh, he showed up. Let's make one more run. You had the issue with, you know, is he vaccinated or is he immunized? Um, you know, it's just just been some unnecessary drama around him. All the while, he's had just an outstanding season, right? So I think, though, given all of that, he's got to go out and get over the hump and make it to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying he has to win the Super Bowl, but the last two years, they have not made it past the NFC Championship. They're like that team that's like right on the cusp. And they, he has not, now I realize that they've won a Super Bowl with him, but in recent years, he has not gotten them over that hump of getting past the NFC championship. And I think he's got to do that because Brant, if he doesn't do that, if he, I don't care if they win their first round, if they get to the NFC championship again, again, and no matter who they play against, they don't make it. What team in the NFC right now should be beating them? Like on paper right now, They've been the best team in the NFC. So the pressure is on Aaron Rodgers. You do all of that. You have a great regular season. You, he's got weapons. He, you know, the Packers did what he wanted. He got his Randall Cobb. Like, you know what I mean? There's so many storylines surround Aaron Rodgers. Find him to be a very annoying player, actually. Um, and maybe that's part of the reason for my answer. But I, I, I really think that the, the, the pressure is on, on Aaron to get to the Super Bowl. I won't say to win the Super Bowl. That's very hard to do. But he's been to the NFC Championship two years in a row, and they haven't made it. So pressure's on him, in my opinion. Your thoughts? He does have pressure. Uh, I don't think it's as much as Matt Stafford because he already has his ring. If he's done tomorrow, he's got his ring. He, he did his thing. Um, and, yeah, maybe, maybe Rodgers is always considered an all-time great. Uh, maybe just below a notch of a Manning, Brady, Montana type. But at, at, maybe he's – is he just that far separated from Matt Stafford that Matt Stafford has zero playoff wins and, um, you know, Rodgers has one Super Bowl and didn't get back to another? Um, maybe, perhaps. Uh, but I, I just really don't think it's as much as Stafford has. But I will also say this, that you are right when you talk about his weapons – Dude's got weapons. He always talks about they're not drafting a wide receiver in the first round, whatever. 
Um, oh, I got to throw it to Devonte Adams. Oh. That sucks so bad. Yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, this is definitely their year. And of course they have home field advantage, which is the big outside of Gillette stadium and the Patriots home field advantage. I think the Packers is actually the biggest home field advantage. So yeah. they're number two, as far as home field advantage goes in the NFL uh, for me. So I think yeah. that, I, I think that they honestly should get to the NFC championship game and, and see how it goes. That's, that's my path for them. Okay. So the one game that we have not talked about, which I do not want to spend any time on because I'm just so irritated that they're somehow in the playoffs or the Steelers and the chiefs Steelers should not be in the playoffs. Bottom line, Ben Roethlisberger has like a dead arm. I have no idea how they are there, but they are. And I was low key crossing my fingers, hoping to God that Carlson was going to miss that field goal last weekend. And it'd be the chargers and the Raiders going and the Steelers would be sitting at home and Ben's career would be over, but here they are playing in arrowhead against the chiefs um i i don't expect much of a game maybe it will be competitive at first because their defense is good you know tj watt will get to will get in there um but i'm not even really looking forward to that game i'm just kind of annoyed to have to watch the the steelers to be quite honest with you so um that that that's it i don't even want to hear your thoughts on the (laughs) steelers chiefs um but i know we're going to be talking bets so we'll actually get into it here in a second so brant give me the lines let's wrap this thing up where do these games stand let's go back and forth let's get out of here for episode 23 and enjoy these uh playoff games this weekend all right dave let's start with the Bengals and raiders um Bengals giving away five and a half Uh, i've seen it at five in some books um but what do you think I'll take the Raiders with the with the points there. I think this is going to be a very close game. You, uh, same. I will take the Raiders with five and a half. Uh, what about the over under quickly? Forty nine. Ooh, I think that's going to hit the over. Yep, me too. All right, so Pats at Bills, uh, four points. Uh, Patriots are getting four points on the road. Yeah, I I think that. Uh... This is a tough one to call. That that spread should tell you a lot, actually. The Bills, people may think, should be a clear favorite. Four points is not a lot. Um, I am going to take the Bills in this game just because they should win and be able to cover those points. I'll take the Patriots. I think if they lose, they lose by three or less. Um, and I feel pretty comfortable with that. Bills have struggled. Uh, all right, Eagles at Bucks Sunday, 1 o'clock game. Uh Maybe the worst game of the weekend or the best. <laughs> right. Uh, eight and a half, eight and a half points, Dave, for the Bucks. Okay. So that line has moved a little bit, which tells you you got a lot of people probably putting money on the Eagles on that spread. Um, I I will I oh gosh. Yeah, you know what? I I will take the the I know this is opposite kind of, of what I was saying earlier because I initially I thought this opened at actually 10 and a half. Um, but if it's coming down like that, I'm going to actually take the Bucks to cover that if it's moved down. I'm staying away from the Buccaneers. I'll take the Eagles and the points. So I, I'm i 3 for 3 with the points, man. I want right. points this weekend, apparently. Yep. All right, 49ers at Cowboys. Three-point spread for the Cowboys. Oof. Yeah, I have to take the Niners plus three. I'm taking the Cowboys to cover. Okay. I think they win by about seven. All right. Uh, Steelers at Chiefs. I know you're staying away from this game. You hate this game. 12 and a half. Chiefs giving away. They could be 20 and a half. I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah. 
give me, I know it's, I know that's a really, now that's a really big spread in the playoffs. It's the only reason that gives me a little bit of pause. I just don't see the chiefs defense, by the way, that was their, like, they were really bad to start the year and they've really come on at the end of the year. I do not see the Steelers putting up many points at all on the chiefs. Chiefs cover and I think they cover pretty easy. All right, Dave, the Monday nighter, the super wild card Monday night game. Cardinals getting four points heading to Los Angeles. You got a Hall of Fame quarterback in Matthew. S- no, I know you love that. I will punch um, you through this computer. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just think that um, remove Matt Stafford from this. Uh, Sean McVay has the experience that Cliff Kingsbury does not or has not proved. And for that reason alone, I'm going to say Matt Stafford, uh, they, they cover those four points. He gets his first first playoff win. Cardinals out of spite. I'll take him <laughs> on the money line. Knew it. Knew it. <laughs> all right, Dave. All right. Is that it? Is that all of them? That's it. Man. Okay, sweet. It is going to be a fun weekend. Uh, episode 23 in the books. Um, make sure that if you have not done so already, you do not have to wait for us to post these links out on, on Facebook or wherever you're seeing them. Uh, you can just hit those three little dots up in the corner. Give us a follow or a subscribe. Uh, that can be on Apple. That can be on Spotify. We would we would greatly appreciate it as we are still trying to hit some some goals this year as we are shifting into the NFL playoffs and then moving into to college hoops here very shortly. Hopefully, we got some nice weather on the way. Brant, as always, it's been a pleasure, my friend. I will see you next time. Yeah, man.